2: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, Oh, Steve here. And Larson. Hey, welcome to Going In Raw Countdown, the only pro wrestling countdown show that is located here at youtube.com forward slash Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are, including uh, the iOS podcast app, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all those great places. Yes,
1: we're also on the Patreon at patreon.com/slash Stephen Larson. Numerous, numerous, add new
2: yeah. contribution tiers. Just yes. added Thursday. Well, new, new rewards for those contributions. I think. Well, there is one new tier. There is one new two hundred thousand dollar tier. See, now I have every reason not to do this as well. I need to pressure you into doing this more. But I don't want you to actually you do it. You all the pressure you want. Rich. not going to happen. I can I can ask for it, but I don't really want you to do it until somebody signs up for that $200,000 Patreon tier.
1: If by some miracle someone did do that, yeah. I couldn't I I, I would I, I don't know if I could accept it.
2: Oh sure you can. Because it's a two suite. That's a lot of money just for that. Yeah, well we'll have to be like a billionaire. We'll have to be like something super rich. Being one of our fans out there is going like to mortgage his house. <laughs> that's, the, that's the concern. It's like, you're going to break your family for a two sweet. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bad that's idea.
1: Terrible idea. Uh, so anyways. Um, We're also at Pro Wrestling Tees yeah. at going slash raw. As of today... Tuesday, and we're shooting this. Ten designs. I hope to get one more up this week. Uno mas. You need my help. I just need you to take a couple pictures of my face. Oh, yeah. You just need, can we just do it now?
2: No. Okay. Um, anyways, this is Count Out, so we have ten things to count down. And this week, the subject is, who are the best talkers today in the WWE? Yes. That encompasses Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT and pay-per-views. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so was there was there any particular motivation for this?
1: I think we mentioned it once, and then uh, uh, there's been a lot of people in the comments mm. asking for us to do this episode. Asking for this.
2: Okay. Well, here we go. We're going to yes. start number ten. Ten. Enzo Amore. Now we know you got you know his, his act might be growing a little stale on some people, but the guy is. Probably one of the best improvisers uh, going today. Yes, he keeps on getting. We've been, we have been sort of relieved of his, of his mic work lately because he's just been getting back, beaten up backstage by probably cast.
1: Yes, or maybe the revival. Possibly top guys. Top guys. Um, yeah, he he's really good on the mic, as you said. He's a really good improviser. Yeah, some people are, are kind of getting tired of his, of, of his, you know, because every week they come out and they do the same thing.
2: Yeah, and it's To preface
1: really, whatever promo he may do
2: afterwards. It's really long. Yes. That's the problem with it, but also, like, he's already been doing it for so long, and it's part of the overall experience. Yes. And have you noticed how many people wear their merch? A lot. A lot. Those guys move a lot of merch.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, Let me ask you something. Hmm. Do you think they, uh, Enzo and Cass be getting that kind of reaction, people kind of getting a little tired of them, if they were tag team champions. If
2: their careers have been progressing at all. Um, probably. Uh, maybe not to the extent that they have been. But I would say probably just because the thing that they do is the same. I'm thinking of the New Day right now. The New Day, they didn't rely on one stick. They have their little things that they do. The hoo-hoo, that kind of thing. But it's not formulaic so that when they come out you know exactly what they're going to do yeah. what they're going to say. They they have turned their comedy bits into these very dynamic promos. Yes, You never know what you're going to get when the New Day comes out. Yeah, That's the thing. You don't know what you're going to get. With Enzo and cast... You can sleepwalk through it at this point. Like yeah. you know exactly what they're gonna do when they come out. Till they get to the ring. Till they get to the ring and then it's kinda different. Sometimes sometimes it's good and sometimes not so good.
1: Yeah, um Enzo, um, when he's good, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes he gets a little obscure yeah. with some of the references. Yeah. He he might include in his promos and sometimes some of the jokes might not hit.
2: Remember when Dennis Miller did Monday Night Football? Yeah. Yeah. Except that was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah, but he would do the same thing. He would have like really obscure references, and then I was like, "Oh, that didn't work." Didn't Rush Limbaugh do Monday Night Football at one point? He did the. He was on um. One of the pre-game shows. I really? Think. Okay. I don't weird. recall if he did the broadcast though. It's so weird. And then everybody scurries to the sides. Anyways, uh, Enzo, yeah, uh, he can get a little obscure sometimes. He can lose people sometimes. Yes, yeah. he can lose people sometimes. Um. I think, you know what, I think it's, it's not, it's, it's kind of related to what you're saying in terms of if they had progressed further in their careers, if they had the tag straps at any point. I also think if they're it's sort of related to that, if the general story they tell in the ring was more interesting as yeah. well, Yeah. because of the same thing all the time, Enzo gets ragdolled and then he gets the hot dag on cast. Yeah. That's always the thing that yeah. they do. Well, that's been the case since NXT. Yeah, I know, Exactly. I remember, the, but the thing is, I remember. You know what they could. You know they could use. It's kind of a shame. I mean, it kind of is and kind of isn't. But could you imagine if Carmella and Ellsworth joined up with Enzo and oh, that'd Cass? Be, that'd be interesting. I mean, when I, I remember when I first saw Enzo and Cass in NXT, the first thing I thought was ECW. I was like, these guys really remind me of an ECW type faction. Yeah, and uh, and I thought Carmella was really really good with them. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Enzo, he's a really good talker. Yes, yeah. Number nine. Nine. Cassius Ono. Oh no. Oh no. Anyways.
1: um, I, It was kind of a
2: toss-up for me,
1: determining kind of who was top talker in NXT. Yeah.
2: Because
1: Bobby Roode's really good. Oh, and yeah. And he gets a lot of mic time. Yeah. Whereas Ono doesn't. Yeah. But he's so natural.
2: Oh, yeah, I know.
1: So in the end, because of...
2: You don't feel like he's, he's, anything's prepared. You don't feel like he's reading from a script. You never know. like Yeah, there's never – he's never – it's never a promo with him. Yes. It always comes out straight from the heart. And that given, given how long we've been watching wrestling, that really, really does seem to be like one of the most difficult things yes. to pull off. Yes, I mean, we've talked about Sasha Banks before, how you can tell when there's like sincere Sasha sort of shooting from the hip. And there's promo Sasha, and there's, like, not a lot of gray in between. With Cassius, oh, no, I haven't. I mean, this dude is just, it's always pure. It's yes. always just coming straight from the heart. Yes. It's remarkable anybody could do that. I mean, it's It's and on one hand, he, he makes it look so easy. I know. And I don't know if it is, or if it, that's the thing about it. It's like, I don't know. Is he just, like, how would he do with a script? Because if he comes up to Maine, we still have no idea what their plans are for him. Yeah. But if he comes up to Maine and they hand him a script, what, like, what does he do? Like, does he read scripts? I don't know. I imagine he'd be or able maybe, to it Maybe he, he'll
1: be one of those guys that, you know, if he's brought up to Maine, and, uh, he can be one of those guys that they just trust mm-hmm. to do it without a script. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen immediately, but I have a feeling based on the limited promo work we've seen of him in, of his in NXT, that that's a distinct possibility. Yeah, it could be. Because everything just feels so natural. Yeah. It's really good. That and that's, I imagine a lot of that's experience. He's been wrestling on the indies for years.
2: Trying to think of other people in NXT who are really good while well, we're on the subject of NXT. Other than Oh uh, and Bobby Roode? Other than Ono, Bobby Roode. We literally have not heard one word from Aleister Blank. Um, who else are my favorites? Noe Jose is whatever. Um, I mean, Roderick Strong is whatever. I'm trying to think of other people. None of the women are really good. Eric Young out. is good. Eric Young's really good. Yeah, you sort of take Eric Young a little bit for granted. Yeah. Because he does, like, the weird thing. Like, he doesn't. He never flubs anything. He's just no. straight up good. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, number eight. Eight. Alexa Bliss. Probably would have put her higher on the list had it not been for the... No, I can't say it. I can't say it. They, they, the rest of them are really, really good. Alexa Bliss is surprising in that, like, she's probably the best, the, the best female talker they have. She sounds like she's just...
1: Yeah, it sounds natural.
2: Because you know, the thing is, you know, she's she's green enough that they write her scripts. Yeah. And the fact that she that she's able to recite that stuff... And deliver it convincingly. Deliver it convincingly. Say what exactly. you will
1: about the Bailey This Is Your Life segment. It was not good. Yeah. But Alexa put her all into it, and she was convincing.
2: And it really wasn't... It, it had nothing to do with her. Nobody could have saved that. Nobody could have saved that trash. That was horrible, but that was all creative. Um, the fact is, she didn't, like... She rarely stumbles over her lines.
1: She has done a good job, and I noticed this last night on Raw this week um, when the crowd starts giving her the what? Mm-hmm. La- at the "This is your life." They mm-hmm. start doing that. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm really curious to know what it is, too." Yeah, she played off it. She played off it pretty well. She's, she's done really that a good times. with the crowd.
2: Yeah, she's really good with the crowd. And there are certain other so like if while we're on the subject of, of women wrestlers, like for example Charlotte. Charlotte sort of tends to give the same intonation when she speaks. She sort of has the same rhythm over and over again. Yeah. Alexa doesn't... Alexa sounds like shit's coming, it's coming straight from, you know, the heart or whatever.
1: She sounds like she's speaking as she's thinking of the words. Yeah, exactly. That's doesn't it sound he like she's reciting yeah. a script.
2: Exactly, and so many others do. Um, Bailey, can, Bailey can sound like she's not reading from the script, but she's so damn awkward.
1: Yeah. Becky Lynch is good on the mic.
2: Becky Lynch is good on the
1: mic, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: let's see here. Number seven. Seven. Neville. See, if this was me, I would have put Neville, like, if it was strictly my list, man, right now, these days, i put Neville number frickin' two. Really? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. I didn't really push for it, because, like, he's on the list. What does it matter? We can talk about Neville. Neville is so damn good. This dude will take lines that are scripted for him. and will make him sound like frickin' Shakespeare. He's so good. He
1: is good. And he he's really good at not only delivering his lines believably... He's good about taking beats
2: mm-hmm. to
1: process the lines, mm-hmm. because the the split screen interview he had with Austin Aries last week weekend, 205 Live, was great.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where Aries says something to insult him, and, and, and Neville instead of coming right back, yeah. took a moment yeah. to process it yeah. and comes with his retort. It was really well done. Yeah, he does a, that on a week to week basis. You
2: don't get a lot of that stuff. No. Um, th- what's crazy too is that like nobody ever saw this in Neville back when he was a face. Yeah. They just sort of kept him quiet. They
1: let his in ring work do the talking that yeah, really?
2: yeah, and which was great, but it's like, man, once he turned heel, once he delivered that first promo, it was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was I didn't know that was available in level, yeah, um but yeah, he's like, seriously, right now he is absolutely one of my top favorite characters because he's so every time him and t j p are like talking to each other and he just starts rattling off like a Game of Thrones character, it's fantastic, it's so fr- freaking good,
1: yeah, he's a very convincing heel.
2: yeah, he is absolutely. Uh, and it's funny because it, he he's so good. At, at some point, they're gonna turn him face again, and I really hope he keeps this that aspect of his character. Yes. Like I never want him to pander again or to be cl- like once now he's out there, he needs to stay like that. You, you know think, what I mean? Do
1: you think they can turn him face and still uh, call him the king of the cruiserweights?
2: Yeah, I think they can. I totally think they could do. I think they can these days. You can totally do that. I mean, Kevin Owens is sort of on the verge of, on the verge of being a face when he's yeah. doing his comedy shit with uh, Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. So, no, I totally think they can. I mean, all, all it takes, like, these days. It's kind of also, it's kind of like when, I mean, the crowd never bought into AJ as a real face, or as a real heel, rather. But, like, when he, you know, he sort of turned, he still has the, the arrogance, he still has the swagger, it's still the house that AJ Styles built. Um with Neville, it'll simply be, like, just don't have, like, have him fight a bad guy and don't have him pan into the crowd. And yeah. he'll still be a Yes, yeah. People still love him.
1: Yeah, it's going to get to the point probably within the next, how long do you think, six months where he's going to start getting over? Yeah. Based on his heel work?
2: Yeah. He's good, man. He's so good. Number six. Six. Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe probably has, number one, he's the most verbose. Wrestler there is these days. But number two, I firmly believe that Samoa Joe is informed by a lot of really, really good movies. Because his promos always come off as dramatic scenes from good movies. Yeah, That's what they sound like. Yeah. He sounds like a Jules Winfield. He really does. And... Yeah, I mean, I can, I can sit there and listen to him talk all day long. Oh, he yeah. Never, he never says the same thing. No. It's always new, fresh. It's always, I mean, yeah, every week they're hitting like the same story beats with a lot of these things.
1: But he's approaching it from different avenues. I, I'll always go back to his feud uh, with Shinsuke mm-hmm. um, after he lost the belt. Yeah. That whole stretch when he would come out and harass wrestlers. Beat him up mm-hmm. uh, until Regal gave his title shot. Yeah. Gosh, that was some good stuff. Oh, it was amazing. Every week he'd come out and just be on fire on the mic.
2: I like that time he drove by and said, You need better security. Get better security. I know that was better great. Security. so good. Um, but yeah, if you listen to the words that he says, it's so unlike anything anybody's doing right now. Yes, he's got a great voice. His vocabulary is off the hook. Yeah. And I just, he, he comes to me like he comes off like he comes off like a Pulp Fiction character. He's like, totally, he's like within the Tarantino universe. In my mind, that's his character. And, I mean, from the way he debuted in his Reservoir Dogs suit, um, on Main, that is, um, to just how, I don't know, he's, he's just a tough dude. He reminds me of a Tarantino character. He's, and,
1: yeah, and his, his his promos are intense, mm-hmm. and they're they're very emblematic of a guy who's an
2: intense badass guy. In yeah, yeah. No, he's absolutely. great. I love Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe. Number five. Number five. The Miz. Yeah, at one point,
1: we had The Miz higher on the list. Yeah. And we discussed, discussed you know, where we're we going to put him more in detail. Mm-hmm. And I think we both kind of agreed that when he's doing shoot style promos, yeah. he's one of the best.
2: Well, when The Miz is doing something that's sort of different or something like interesting. Like when he's on
1: Talking Smack. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. He's amazing. When he's doing kind of more generic stuff, like mm-hmm. on Miz TV this last Raw, yeah. Yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's just not exceptional.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like when Miz is good, he's really, really, really good. And honestly, I think with him, it's just been a with him. I think his entire sort of whatever phase this is in his career, the reason why we're such a big fan of it is because he's been around for a long time. Yes, and he sort of earned. We call it the legacy. Pop, you know. Yeah. Like people like at WrestleMania. People like, you know, you put him in there against Cena and And you would have thought he was the face in the match. Exactly. Yeah. And he was he was reveling in it. He knows how to go with the flow. He knows how to he he definitely knows how to command a crowd. Yes. Um he knows to get what he wants out of a crowd. Um he can hang in the ring with anybody in terms of being on the mic. I mean, when we were there live at Raw, you know, he was in there and he was sort of the focal point point. he had Dean, he had the Shield, and he had Finn Balor all around him, and he was the guy that was the most entertaining out of everybody. Roman wasn't in the ring. Um, Where was Roman? Oh, he was injured. Yes. Was he not there that night? No. We saw him be injured the night before. Yes. Um, So he had, who am I thinking of? He had four guys, Dean, Finn, uh, Shield, and Shield.
1: Yes, Seth.
2: Seth, Dean, Finn. Miz. Miz, yeah. Um, Oh, Bray was around, too. He was under the ring. Later on, yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, the Miz is really good. He is really
1: good. Um, <laughs> he he. Uh, I remember if we came with this term or someone, one of our fans did the uh, the heel that makes good points.
2: Yeah, one of our fans did. Yeah.
1: He is friend probably of. The, yes, friend. Of, sorry, the best heel that makes good points. Yeah. In the business today. Yeah. Because when he does the shoot style promos. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Exactly. He makes good points.
2: Yeah. He just goes and he he keeps it real. And then people are supposed to boom for it, but it's like, no, man, people actually kind of like that.
1: Yeah, that was the whole thing with Cena.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: all those points of Cena were
2: like, okay. So, yeah, you got a good point. It's a fair point. Yeah. You have a very solid relationship, and Cena seems very premeditated and calculated. Yes, yeah. weird. So, so, yeah, the Miz, he's up there, man. He's, he's doing good stuff. Yeah, he's good. Number four. for The current face of the United States of America. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. (laughs) Making sure I got his name right. Kevin Owens, yeah. I mean, look, according to him, I've mentioned this one before, and he's mentioned a million times. When he was like 19, and he was, you know, a couple years in the business, I'd imagine. At that point, uh, he had a chance encounter with Steve Austin. Stone Cold. And Stone Cold said, never stop running your mouth. What? And so Kevin Owens never stopped running his mouth. And now he is so... Talk about being able to... Appear as though you're shooting from the hip. Yes. Everything out of his mouth seems like it's literally as he's thinking it. Yes. He comes off as a guy with zero filter, even though you know that at the very least he's been given a script that he needs to read beats off of. Yeah. Um.
1: See, but like I think with Owens, he's great on the mic. What I think really takes him to the next level is the talking he does in-ring. Oh, it's great. He is the best in-ring trash talker. Yeah. At least in WWE. Yeah. He is so good. He... You know he takes he takes Stone Cold's advice to the next level because he never stops talking in the ring. Right. He yeah. is always talking. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. It is so good. It really enhances not only the performance performances of the match but the story generally too. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because at WrestleMania his match against Jericho
2: mm-hmm. not a whole lot of talking. Yeah.
1: But then the one at Payback a lot of talking.
2: I wonder if it was an emotional moment for him at WrestleMania knowing that is his probably one of his closer friends by that point, like in real life. Cause I could, I could they probably do you think they think they went on the road together? Oh, maybe I don't know though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. What was the Jericho was on the road was on the road with Mark Henry during that one episode? But that might have been before the the Kevin Owens Jericho thing. Yeah, I have no idea. But they seem like they really like each other. Yeah. So um, so I don't know. It Might have been an emotional moment. Who knows? Um, but also I was
1: kind of also wondering, you know, based on the size of the venue, could be if he thought, okay, I'm going to scale back on the in-ring talk a little bit yeah, because it's not going to translate to the back row.
2: Yeah, that could be.
1: Quite as well as it would in an arena.
2: Yeah, that could be. Or, the, yeah, there might be other factors like... Yeah, I have no
1: idea. But WrestleMania is a real weird beast. Yeah, who knows?
2: Um, but, but as far as
1: character work, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is off the charts.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: He's great. He's yeah. so good at, at, just, at, at building a character, portraying it consistently week in and week out. Have that character translate not only in Promos, but also in how he wrestles in the ring.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some of the feuds he's been with. I mean, if he, you know he's been sort of blessed to have been in feuds with like Sami mm-hmm. Zayn, Jericho, obviously to the Jericho thing. Uh, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins. that was a good feud, exactly. So those are all guys that are like, you know you can, you can do a lot of good stuff. To- I'd love to see Kevin Owens in a feud with uh, Rusev, even though they're both heels, I would love to see that happen at some point. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, number three. three. Bray Wyatt. We'll do the voice. Oh, man! Oh, man! Oh, Steven Lawson, man, you put me in number three. I'm the devil you do know.
1: So Bray, uh, at, at times, will get a bit uh, obscure, a bit obtuse with his promos.
2: I've noticed lately, though, on Raw... They've
1: been a little more linear.
2: Like, they've made clear. more sense. Yeah. Clear, exactly. Clear. Yeah.
1: Um, because I think it seems, you know, for the most part, he has a very clear goal. is a very clear thing he's talking about. And then he can weave his really interesting wordplay around that clear goal at times, yeah. some of his goals have seemed kind of nebulous.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and, and, and I think... It'd be he,
2: too abstract. Yeah,
1: and then, you know, like his, his, his promos will sound nice mm-hmm. because he's got a really good way with words. Yeah. And he's got a very compelling delivery. Yeah. Um, but at the end, you're like, did that mean anything?
2: Yeah, I know, exactly. Um, Here's my thing about Bray Wyatt. He could easily be like a lead bad guy in season one of True Detective. Yeah. He's that guy. And he is that good. He is so good at being that character. Like, that is a fully formed, realized, fictional character. Like, it's amazing. It's fantastic. And like you said, you know, you get sort of lost sometimes with, you know, the the weird crap that he says. And sometimes you got to think that they just said, hey, just go say some kind of obscure We're not sure what we're going to do with you right now.
1: be be evocative.
2: Yeah, be weird a little bit. Yeah. You know, be vague. Yeah. Be vague.
1: Just put some, you know, good-sounding words together. Make mm-hmm. it seem like it means something.
2: But now that he's sort of in this universal title hunt along with four other guys here coming up in Extreme Rules, um, he does have more focus. They've given him more focus. And I hope they continue to do that because, yes. you know, when he's directly, adjo- uh, directly addressing, like, Samoa Joe, for example, this past week on Raw... It was pretty effective. Yes. It was good. It was like, no, you're not as good as I am. I'm better than you, and I'm going to take on Brock Lesnar. Yes, but he has
1: has a way of saying it.
2: Exactly. That's really compelling. Yeah. And here's the thing about Bray Wyatt, too, is that his promos can be very... The effect that they have on the crowd is very interesting. Because for anybody else, for anybody else, if if they had his win-loss record, they would be booing him out of the building. I know. Like, after, after House of Horrors... He came out on Raw the next night because we were there here in Sacramento. Yeah, he was on. He was on the show. And anybody else would have been getting after that match. he would have been getting hit with booze. Yeah. Or you know, house of horror. You know, he'd be getting chanted. Yeah. Nobody was doing that. No. There, were, there were like people that were booing. There were people that were cheering. There were people that were captivated. Like he gets a very, very wide ranging mix. Yeah. Uh, but everybody is interested in him. Yes, it's not like Roman Reigns where it's like boo, yay, boo, yay. It's like a whole like he's like he's like I don't know like it's weird like the the, the, the reaction he gets from people is absolutely fascinating.
1: Yeah, like everybody will will participate in his entrance. They'll get the phones out, mm-hmm. be a firefly. Yeah, but after that, whether they cheer or not, yeah, as you said, is a very very varied
2: response. His gimmick is so so suited to his strength. Not, I don't think anybody else could pull off the Bray Wyatt character the way he does. No. Number two, two the new day. I mean, it's the new day. Yeah, They're, it's like it's literally like watching three best friends banter and be hilarious and entertaining. Um, you know, I don't know what if I don't know if they I don't know if they give these guys a script. If they write a script, if they just go out there and do their thing. That's a good question. I would have no idea.
1: I would think they would have to set something up at least three minutes in, in advance before going out there.
2: You would think so. You would think that. At, or at least like, a starting point. That had to have been the point. Well, yeah, I would imagine they, they're probably backstage and they probably, like, you know, hey, we're, we're going go we'll to do this, this go, go to, that, to this, go to that, go, go to that. that the
1: transitions are, are up to them.
2: Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, I don't see anybody. I mean, they probably, you know, they probably consult with whoever's producing their stuff and saying, "Hey, we need you guys to make this point." Yes. But I really doubt that they're submitting scripts or no. anything. No, that doesn't make any sense. No. Um. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. It's gonna be interesting what happens when they come to SmackDown. I really want to see them interact. I want to see the Fashion Police win these titles and the New Day get into a thing with the Usos and sort of have the Fashion Police. Assist the New Day a little bit. I don't know. I want to see the New Day in Fashion Police yes on the same page yes together. I think it'd be great yes it'd be
1: fantastic. Yeah, the New Day. I mean, the the the, the memorable iconic moments they've had in the ring mm-hmm. are of legion. mm hmm. Countless. Yes. Um. And you know, based on their performance on the mic for a very short spell, they managed to get the Vaudevillains over. Yes. As a believable heel tag yes. team. Yes. Yeah. That is an accomplishment. like when they did their time traveling. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That whole feud, the New Day, got over the vaudeville. Yeah, I know. know. No one else has been able to do that. I know.
2: It is going to be really interesting to see what they'll be able to do with the tag team division. Because I think that they were brought there. It's like, hey, you know, we've got this tag team division who has a lot of talent. It's kind of floundering. But it's floundering. Like, nobody really knows what to do. Like, I'm really interested to see if the New Day can do something with American Alpha. I said before, bring Shelton Benjamin back, put him in there with American Alpha as a heel group. And have him take on the New Day. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Fantastic. Number one. One. John Cena. How is this even a question? Yeah. He's like next to Stone Cold and The Rock. Macho Man. And Cena is.
1: Well, you got to put Flair in there too. You put Flair in and there. Dusty. Yeah.
2: And Dusty. I think John Cena, to be honest with you. I would probably say, like, what's your what's your top three? All time? What's your Mount Rushmore? Well, North you have
1: to include or? CM Punk in there too.
2: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. My top three is probably Rock, Stone Cold, and Cena. Mine's probably Rock, Flair. You'd put Rock uh, over Stone Cold? I don't know. That's
1: tough. I know. It's really tough. Because you also have Jake Roberts. He was great on the mic.
2: Yeah, he was great on the mic, but he's sort of more in Bray Wyatt territory. Jake, I think, just talked. I think that was a Jake. You have Ultimate Warrior, of course. Mount Rushmore of making up
1: words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Flair would be on there for sure. Yeah.
2: That's tough. That I mean, is really tough. Don't cold, Cena, and the else I think?
1: That's Flair. I probably have Rock, Stone Cold. If we're talking
2: five... Four, Mount Rushmore's four. Oh, okay. I'm going say Rock, Stone Cold, Cena, Flair. I think I gave give somebody else my fourth, but whatever. Um, yeah, John Cena, one of the greatest talkers of all time. We didn't put, here's the thing, people might be like, what about Jericho? We didn't put Jericho on here because he has said he's not sure when he's coming back, if he's coming back. What the, now, we all know he's going to come
1: back. Yeah, I think he's booked for shows in Japan. <laughs> I <laughs> think you're right about that.
2: But he's not currently right now. He's in, on
1: uh, hiatus.
2: Exactly. And yes, the same could be said about John Cena, but John Cena always says, I'm always here, a part of the WWE. Yes. So and
1: rumors are that he's going to come back much sooner than, than uh, previously scheduled to help out with ratings.
2: Okay. So there's that. Um, but yeah, John Cena is able to take, he's able to read a crowd and then manipulate that crowd to do whatever he wants it to do.
1: More or less. He's like a hypnotist. Go back to uh, just recently, his feud with AJ Styles.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: how many times that AJ, who's good on the mic mm-hmm. in his own right, um, would come out and then just trash talk Cena. Yeah. The crowd would be firmly behind yeah. AJ. Yeah. And then within a matter of 90 seconds, Cena has the crowd in the palm of his hand.
2: Well, remember he almost made the Miz cry. Yeah. Like twice. Yeah. Like he ran him down so bad.
1: It looked like the Miz was about the to Miz cry. The Miz had
2: cry face. I know. That's that's powerful yeah. right there. That is so deep and powerful. Um, and, you know, obviously he's he's translating that into what looks to be a very successful movie career. Yeah. You know, that's about to take off. He was great in Trainwreck. He was fantastic in Trainwreck. He had a small role in. Sisters? Uh, was that what it was called? Yeah, Sisters, I think. The one with. Tina uh, Fey and Amy yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he had I didn't a small it, role in that. Um, he was good. He put like a. I think like a drug dealer or something. Like, a, he looked like. um. Kind of like uh, James Franco and Spring Breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's supposed to look like uh, what's that dude's name? Jody Highroller. Uh, riffraff. Riffraff. Yeah, yeah. That's his name. I think so. I'll double check. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so he kind of looked like that, and then he's got a role coming up in the the sequel to Daddy's Home because he had a cameo in that, um, at the end of it. So uh, yeah, he's gonna take off. He's gonna yeah, Riff be, Raff. He's gonna be like another rock dude. Um. Did you see Rock's the little tweet storm about uh, Baywatch? No. Yeah, he was not happy that people were running it down. Um, so, yeah, John Cena, like one of the greatest talkers of all time. Yes. How do you not put John Cena on any list like this?
1: Yeah, you got to put him on there.
2: He's got to be number one.
1: Number one, John Cena.
2: But number one talker of all time. I'm going to go with Ric Flair. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, how do you not say The Rock? The Rock is the right answer. He's a $65 million actor. Well, that's not the same as best promo guy. Yeah, it kind of is, though. It relates. It like it's one thing leads to another.
1: No, I can see that the the, what, the skills, uh, being good at one, translate to another.
2: Yeah. So you agree. The Rock. Ric
1: Flair. Ric Rick
2: Flair, really? Yeah, maybe. Anyways, that's our list for the top talkers right now. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.